0: And a very good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us, Hills. Good morning. You're struggling today, aren't you? Uh, not really. Patty, why? Well, you told me you couldn't handle the, uh, the rigours of what the pros had to handle over four days at Royal Queensland yesterday. You had one outing. They mm. made you walk, so you weren't allowed in your beloved golf cart. You had to play championship tees, Sunday pins, and all
1: of a sudden you've broken down. Yes, my right ankle wasn't <laughs> too flash, but it's all right this morning. It's a lot better than it was yesterday. <laughs> heavily um, medicated, so reasonably heavily medicated. Yes, uh, yeah. So um, incredible, incredible challenge. I played yesterday with two former professionals, both on uh, handicap, single-figure handicap still, but mm. uh, and they couldn't believe just how long it was. No run on the course. It was soft underfoot, uh, and the pin placements. For someone like Mark Leishman to shoot sixty four at that, with those pin placements and mm. length, you know, blew their minds. So uh, that was a that was a great insight. Um, so yeah, no, I, I started real well. I had four bogeys, mm. and uh, so I don't know how many of those were net pars, uh, and thought, oh, here we go. And uh, (laughs) look out, Min Woo, where where Min Woo was. And then I I just missed a part on the next one and then, oh, geez, I fluffed a chip on the next one and the next one I was in a bunker. There was some doubles and some triples, some Mm. pickups and some wipes. And, uh, yeah, the day was gone. But, yeah, very, very difficult and, uh, yeah, in – very impressive how good they are.
0: Well, I was down at the uh, Wyndham Pro yesterday. Yes, they're pretty impressive. The pros, Chris Wood won. Is uh, Chris Wood? Yeah, been around for quite a while. He's still he's still a young man. Shot seven under.
1: Righto, and What 69?
0: was the fee? Uh, yesterday so he 20? finished a pick up about no, no seven and a half. I oh, think and yeah. a hundred. Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, it was about a fifty thousand dollar event. I think forty thousand. Uh, right Dropped there had They had the hundred for the uh, the big anniversary one. A year or two ago, right, but uh, it's dropped back. But it's still one of the richest, if not the richest, one day pro am in Australia.
1: Yes, right. right. And uh, yes, had you played? Did you, play? did you have
0: any prize money for yourself? No, okay. not a thing. Okay. Uh, I played with uh, poor Terry Price, who was trying to readjust my golf game. Does he
1: still knock it out there? Yeah, he played well. Yeah, he played and well. And not tee up everywhere. Anyway. No, 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 no. no especially for was those a, boys. Of course, was in good nick. Yeah. So the rains worked for it. It yeah. just needed a bit of rain a couple yeah. of weeks ago.
0: So we were both part of the revolution yesterday. You see the latest uh, Golf Australia figures? So golf has grown 17.6% for adult Australians. They're out hitting a ball now. 176 of all adult Australians. Three and a half million adults played in the last year. There's 435,000 members and there's a, a 9.3% rise in junior membership.
1: Yes. So golf is the game. It's a big focus for nearly all clubs. Lots of clubs that... Weren't even interested in juniors mm. over over the traditional years, and now they're developing par three courses and, and uh, making sure there's concepts for everyone. Yeah. There's novelty concepts. I looked at the Australian Golf Calendar for November. Mm. There's over fifty events yeah. uh, of all types, juniors, schools, uh, all abilities, driving driving um, events. Yeah, yeah, very very busy. Well, the sole and, focus uh, good now. Support.
0: After this one is uh, down south, and quite a few of these young pros
1: will head down there. Little,
0: it was a little bit difficult to get the field, the, the the quality of the field that they wanted, only because the Australian Open, because it's coincided with the women's event as well, that they're playing two courses, so they've got to have a day on each. Oh, do they? Well, well, yeah. If you're having a look around, so you've got to play at the Australian, you've got to have a have a little hit around at the lakes. So it's not easy. So it wasn't easy to get the, the highest quality of field yesterday, but we had some very good players and some great scores. So, but Chris Wood with his 7 under 62 was uh, pretty good. Travis Smythe, uh, who's one of our uh, finest youngsters, um, something is happening here. Fulham's well, scored. Oh, I saw Jack just going off. Um, Travis Smythe, uh, he, he spoke in... in you know, in glowing terms about Cameron Smith and uh, the troubles that he went through at the weekend, he said, hey, hang on a minute, don't write him off just yet.
2: I think if you look at his results, he doesn't play poorly two weeks in a row. He's a world-class player, obviously, so I would not be surprised if he's up there contending again. He'll he'll, he'll figure it out.
1: Right, take a multi. There's a multi. Cameron Smith and, and Minji Lee. Mm-hmm. Minji always plays well the week after Min Moo does. Oh, she's going to be hard to beat when she's back home. Yeah. So, what's the yesterday. format at the two courses, the lakes and the Oz? is it? Oz? Yeah, yeah. Australia. So, so how on, do they side play? Side. Yeah, like one day each. Ah, uh, yeah. So they'll they'll, they'll, they'll
0: the, the women's field will play there. The men's field will play at uh, the other one. Yeah, I play all
1: at one field.
0: Uh, no, at... no, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure how they worked it last year. It was Kingston Heath was one of them last year. Um, I'm not sure, to tell you the truth. I should check into that.
1: Yeah, so, uh, but uh, that's not a real mixed event if they're playing one course each. So um, I thought, like, uh, when did I see at RQ? We had a mixed event last year, didn't we? Uh, Two years ago with uh, Gracie Kim was really good and they teed off in in the groups. Uh Yeah. Yeah, so I think it'll be mixed more than that. But otherwise... Yeah, how does it all go? Is is what we'll look into as you are looking into right now. No, I am looking
0: at the I am looking at the rankings to tell you the truth. Cameron Smith down to twenty after missing the cup yes. this weekend. Min uh, up to thirty eight. Jay Day at twenty one, so he's our next best. Min Woo, Min Woo, have got a forty four.
1: No, thirty eight. He got to, 30. overnight. Yeah. Okay. What, what's happening with your internet? Oh, let me just gotta okay. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. Because right. hey, well, Gulf Australia is uh, getting quite criticised uh, Yeah, this is... Michael Block that's coming out here. He had a hole in one and that got him up the leaderboard on a particular PGA tournament and that gets him some invites around the world. And, uh, you know, you know, Gulf Australia have invited him here and his management um, and they've been criticised and Michael Block walking around all this last six months have, has been uh, praised wished well and criticised. So it's it's all different to him. He was speaking yesterday.
2: I'm going to go out there and play my best. I, I think I'm going to be very comfortable here. This golf course looks spectacular. Um, and the people have been, you know, nothing but splendid and, and great. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's more pressure than I had the first 46 years of my life. Um, so I'm getting used to it. I'm, what am I now, six, seven, eight months into it now. So uh, somewhat getting used to it, yes.
0: So this is the guy, this is the 47-year-old club pro out of California who shot to fame at the PGA Championship. He hit a, a slam dunk hole and one while playing alongside Rory McIlroy. He finished up tied for 15th and picked up 288 US, so 438,000 Australian. And it's got him invita- invitations all over the world, including a flying visit to Qatar, where he played golf with Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez mm. in a special promotion over there. So, look, he's been... Golf Australia has been criticised. There's no doubt that they've been looking after some appearance money, airfares, a com, et cetera, uh, for this guy who hasn't really set the world on fire since. But...
1: Well, he's actually doused it. <laughs> <laughs> put fires out. I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm not a complete wet blanket on this they're one. They're not appearance. exemptions. They're just invitations.
0: Yeah. He's been, he's been invited here because they think, you know, obviously uh, the, the burgers of golf in Australia think that he'll put bums on seats. Mm-hmm. People will come out and watch this guy who is a wonderful feel-good story. And, I mean, they're not the only ones. As he said, he's, he's spent his time on in aircraft since this result at the PGA at Oak Hill. He's travelled all around the world because people want to, you know, they want to see an average club pro who got out there at the PGA on one of the toughest courses in the world, Oak Hill, and mixed it with the likes of Rory on the last day, held his nerve to a certain extent, finished 15th, picked up a big cheque, and... Basically, hasn't had to conduct a lesson since.
1: Yeah, oh, dude, <laughs> it was nearly going to happen to me yesterday. Mm. I was on the only one of our four on the green at the party hole at RQ. Mm. I was the only one who had a four, a uh, bogey. The others had threes. They were down in drop zones, down big, big slopes, had to get up and onto the green and stay on the green. They did, and they putted. And uh, I was the only one who had a buggy. Hey, we're here for uh,
0: Burbank Homes, the builder you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes and, of course, the all new Hyundai Kona, Imagine to be bold. Love to hear from you today. Got plenty to talk about. Going to talk a fair bit of cricket. Suncorp Home Resilience Open line, 131355. Or the text line, 0467 736 736. Uh, where have we got? Lee? How unlucky. I had a better not a wager on Tottenham's player, Son Ming, to score a goal any time. He scored three, all, all ruled out for being offside. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is ordinary.
1: The old VARs, ping, ping, ping,
0: son. Here's one from Peach. Uh, not that I'm an avid watcher of the netball, but what's doing at the Netball Awards and the snubbing of Liz Ellis, who has an award named after her? Yeah, well, the, the senior Medal. award is named after it, Peach. I just heard on Messi's uh, News before you guys. Well, yeah, the the full background of this is just.
1: It just reads incredibly, Hills. Have you kept up to date with this? So Liz well, Ellis, not much to keep up to date with, yeah. is it? The, the girls, the the diamonds were threatened. You turn up, or else you're breaching your contract. Don't stand with your the masses. Don't stand with the girls uh, that are off contract and haven't been paid for eight weeks. You uh, come to the come to the event. That's the first thing. And Liz gets a gets an invitation on the the day that the RSVs. Were, uh, are due, so yeah. she's been forgotten.
0: So she's filthy now. So, look, she took it as uh, it was embarrassing that her invite arrived only on the day that the RSVPs were due. And they said, Oh, look, forget the RSVP, you just replied. But she oh, How big was that of them? Yeah. Big, uh, yeah, I know. Well, no, sorry, sorry, we forgot you. She'd already committed to another function, which she wasn't going to change. Courtney Bruce, by the way, won it, as we said yesterday but she's she's made some very strong statements as an ex-diamond captain she said i can't believe the governing body of this sport that i love would treat its diamonds athletes who are brilliant role models and ambassadors with such callous disregard i mean that was the key to it the mm. callous disregard line i mean
1: boy oh boy but she that, hasn't even and hadn't even started on the super netball players the ones nah. that haven't been paid for 2 months no nah. that, that but the the diamonds decided to to um, heed the legal threats rather than stand together. Well, what are they going to do here? The, That's the, how you the, bring the, things to the table, mate. Uh, yeah, if you but, don't go to the event, what are they going to do? They haven't been paid for eight, 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 the eight weeks. The diamonds have. Yeah, but the uh, super netball bar players haven't, yeah. So. And then the diamonds still go to the event. Well, if, you, if you're if fed income about your rank and file, you don't go to that event. Nah. So the, the legal threats worked. They weren't given to Diamond's legal advisors and, you know, legal advisors say, oh, no, worry about that threat. That's that's just hollow. And, and then you, you, you're you not as scared. But mm-hmm. what are they going to do if the Diamonds don't go to, to... – my question back to you is what are they going to do if the Diamonds don't go to the event? No, I don't know. Break mm-hmm. the whole sport, right? But they've got to get things sorted. Mm-hmm.
0: On the other awards, um, Lions Courtney Hotter, mark of the year for that back with the flight mark against the Gold Coast in round seven. It was the big awards night last night. couple of things here, and Vanessa's just walked into the studio. She'll have a little spring because Dakota Davidson, uh, oh, the uh, news is pretty good.
3: What a relief. Right? No, the scans are out. Shit. Well, nothing no, but.
0: serious inside that knee. So they're going to work on getting her ready for the GF?
3: Yes. I mean, when she came off, uh, came onto the bench on Saturday night and was inconsolable. Uh, Everyone was very much on edge and like this better not be an ACL and anyway, um, to get those results nothing serious there but she will still have to do a fitness test this week. So, but you know since Jessie Wardlaw left the club um, after last season, she's really been that key target down forward. So without her, it changes Brisbane's structure significantly. So yeah, they will be doing everything possible to get her fit.
0: Uh, Well she's kicked 21 goals. She's and this is the big news from last night. She's all Australian. Yes, yeah, so i And so two heels
1: stood up really well. Is she? Is Sophie
0: Conway, yes. who we
3: just on love her She's had an amazing season.
1: Yeah, See, uh, she she wore two jerseys the other night. Did she? Started in sleeves, nothing, and then then went she sleepless.
3: loves the long sleeves, yeah. doesn't and she? Then she <laughs> ended up yeah. sleeveless. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so
1: yeah, three three Brisbane
0: players in the All Australian team last last night at the AFLW Awards. Sophie. Uh, Dakota Davidson in the Ford line and Ali Anderson on the interchange and one for the Suns, Charlie Rowbottom on the interchange as well. So there was 11 first-timers in that uh, all-Australian squad. Richmond's Monique Conti uh, is the AFLW's best and first. She polled 20 of a possible 24 votes in the uh, opening eight rounds. So that's going to be pretty hard to catch. And just a Three quick North mention, Melbourneers too, I think. Yeah. Well, just a quick mention before we get to the news. Uh, North's captain uh, who we play on the weekend – M.A. Eighth All Australian in eight seasons. Remarkable. Boy, oh boy, the
3: yeah. only player to have been named every single season. Mm. Incredible. So what, what's happening? <laughs> okay. Look, weather is on the agenda today. Yesterday there were some quite severe thunderstorms and heavy rainfall out west. Uh, I didn't get too much on the north side. Don't know about you guys, but uh, they definitely had some very heavy falls out there, um, with severe storm warnings around Sherberg and around Gimpy area. Um, but we're being told to expect more today and we could even see some fairly heavy rainfall around the southeast they're saying uh, over 40 mils which is about half the November average rainfall so significant falls Um, but you know enjoy the the cooler weather, I suppose, that the rain is bringing because later in the week we are hitting 35 degrees in Brisbane around Thursday and Friday. So a few weather extremes around this week. Now, one of Queensland's favourite tourism destinations, Hamilton Island, you might remember it's been on the market. It's Mm. been up for sale. Um, Did anyone put a bid in?
0: No, only they for a billion, know. too, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I was uh, wasting my was, life oh, playing golf. Oh, could, have oh, no. <laughs> could have been buying um, a hammer. You
3: could have been. But it's actually being taken off the market because they haven't had a buyer for a billion dollars. So it's coming off the market. The owners say they are just going to do a review and assess the situation. Um, but the Oatley family, they did list it back in September, several years after the owner, the late Bob Oatley, passed away. Um, so now Our staff and property owners on Hamilton Island have been told that it has been withdrawn from sale. So uh, we will watch that space and see what happens. Mm.
1: Um, The costs of operation to go on top of that billion are probably Mm. high.
3: But people flock there. like yeah, it is, popular, It's popular, isn't it? And it's quite easy to fly straight in. Mm. Yeah. yeah, not bad. Not too far to get to from Brisbane either. And look, this is a great feel-good story today. Um, Shane Warne's legacy living yeah. on. And uh, his family are making an announcement today about the offering free four-minute health tests, heart tests uh, for Australians over the next year. Well, they're hoping to just extend this nationwide and eventually want to to ensure that a heart test can be given to every Australian aged over 40, just like we do with our bowel cancer screening programs. Um, so his friends and close uh, close friends and family have come together um, to uh, develop this Shane Warne legacy and saying that this will save lives. Mm. His kids are on board and some very high profile people as well like yeah. Chris Martin from Coldplay and uh, Robbie Williams, they're all on board. So the Shane Warne Legacy Heart Test campaign will be rolled out uh, before the end of the year. And so... Yeah, it, it'll just give that essential check so that people who may be at risk can identify those risks and and mm. perhaps get treatment before it ends their life prematurely like it did with Warnie. So yeah. just an amazing legacy. I
0: think I'll be a candidate for that after my day at the golf course, yes, so they're just checking <laughs> to whether I've got a ticker at all. Mm. Uh, it's 6.21. Frantic racing action in Queensland right at the moment. You can check out the Racing Queensland website, racingqueensland.com.au where Queensland is racing today. Uh, Just imagine, though, what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We just talked to Hills in our last week before a little break that we'd catch up with our favourite 10-time Premier trainer, Tony Gollan, whose stellar season just continues. Uh, I'm certain he knows the figures, but I went through them anyway. Uh, Metrop, 248 starters, 51 wins, 70 plays. So 48% of the Gollan runners are placed at the moment. It's another unbelievable season, mate, isn't
2: it? Yeah, good morning, guys. We're having a a terrific run at the moment, so long may it continue. (laughs) (laughs) Mate,
1: mate, do you have have many concerning horses? You know, ones that aren't coming up to fitness uh, as you'd like or, you know, suitable races for them. What stresses do you cope while you're having good times?
2: Yeah, there's always that. Heels. There's always horses that... Aren't aren't doing what what you you want, and always looking for others to to go that little bit better. Yeah, different times of the years, you know, place placement of horses is is different. So that's part of the part of the key really is putting the horses in the right races, having them at their peak at the right time of the year. And at the moment, we're getting it probably more right than wrong, which mm. is good.
0: Yeah, well, you won both features at uh, at and Saturdays: <clears throat> Astro and the Recognition and Comrade Rosa. Um, I mean. Both of them you've picked up from other trainers, mate. I mean, obviously you and your team are working a little bit of magic with these horses.
2: Yeah, they're both new horses for the stable in the last year. Conrad Rose, I've been watching the whole time, actually. We were supposed to get her as a yearling and one reason or another to the John O'Shea's, and so I was watching her all the way through. Then Linda gave me a call and asked us to have her, have her throw up the stumps with her, and she'd been been remarkable, really, this year. She got to Group 2 level in the winter, and... I just knew coming into this summer, she'd come back so much better and, and she was in good shape and she won really well. And Zirastro, Well, a few mates of mine, uh, Jamie Holmes and Darren Smith, bought this bloke online. I had no idea they bought it. They rang me and they said they bought it and we, we trotted up and it was, it was unsound and there was all sorts of problems with it. But <laughs> when up give it, pull the shoes off it, give it a big break up the farm and brought it back in and it, it had it's been anything but smooth sailing that horse. So we've got a lot of... Satisfaction out of winning with him, and I loved his win on the weekend. He was so dominant, and he he's been a remarkable effort, and also a really good bunch of people own him. They paid minimal money for him, and he made a good field look second rate that day.
1: Is it could be risky, by your mates? There, but do they check that you got a spare box for it, or do they just say <laughs> you're you're taking this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, they didn't, and and, and the horse and obviously it hadn't been smooth sailing. If he was, he'd still be in the stable in Sydney where he was, but. He's um he's had a heap of different issues over his time I'm sure and he's a very headstrong animal he's not not straightforward at all but he's um he's been a fantastic work in progress and he really should probably be unbeaten only a little bit of trainer error and then one his first up run he just got carved up by a hundred one shot
0: so he's done a great job and so but Zorastro, is uh, Magic Millions eligible as well?
2: Yeah he is I, I must admit when they bought him I, I thought he would flat out win the race with him let alone win about the Magic Millions but. It's a real, um, it's a really big carrot now for him. You know, they're million-dollar races for the races he would contest there, so they're, they're certainly worthwhile having him spot on. So we'll just plan our summer now, which has always been the case once he got to this stakes level, was about how I'd get into to Magic Means Day. So everything now from the weekend towards the Gold Coast in you know, the second week of, of Jan is all about getting Drashro spot on for that day.
1: Uh, so, Tony, you know, is, is your summer is this summer getting stronger and stronger um, up, up here, or has it always been very focused and getting ready for the Magic Millions as it is these days?
2: I think. Well, it used to be a long time ago. Hills it used to be just basically Magic Millions. as it started to evolve, and then Queensland Racing really put a summer carnival around yeah, okay. it. And now it's just super. I think it's brilliant. Now I mean, we kick off you know, really that, that week before the Sunshine Coast and our kick kickoffs really like they call it the Swiss Ace Stakes meeting, the Library Cup meeting at Sunshine Coast and we go right through to Magic Means. So it's a terrific carnival. It is a you know, these sort of races like the weekends ones are a step down from what we see in the winter. But I mean when you when you've got a group two winner carnival man winning a stakes race on Saturday, it probably holds that it franks that carnival form. So now it's a real carnival. It's like all carnivals it gets deeper as you get into it towards magic means, more of the Southerners get up here and Make it that little bit harder, but it's it's a really good carnival, it's good money to be won, and where else would you rather be in mm. summer than up here in Queensland?
0: Exactly right. I just quickly, you, you know, you talked about Antino as one of your big hopes for the spring, the unluckiest racehorse in the world. Um, <laughs> but you know, you've got Natuno What excites you about the summer and leading up to the Magic Millions from this this big stable of yours?
2: Yeah, probably Nautuna. Really, um, he's always been a good good horse from his first day out of the races, and. I love what I saw last week. He's been another one of these work in progress sort of horses. Things weren't going well and we had to go back to absolute basics with him. And he made a good field at the sunny coast look pretty ordinary the other day. So he could be the big surprise packet of the summer. He's got to step up this weekend, taking on the likes of Ross Fire, etc. It's obviously a big, a big shadow over the race, but he, he's probably one that excites me. And I think, I think the emergence of a horse like the Rastro, Comrade Rose, well, she's already up there now, so she'll run a good, have a good summer as well. But there's a few other emerging horses you might see come through as well, maybe a couple of two,
0: year i step out in the next few weeks. All right, we'll mm. be watching. Hey, just wanted to say, mate, just on behalf of our team, thanks so much for your help. You're always so accessible to us, and I know our, our listeners certainly appreciate listening to the, the 10-time Premier Trainer just with a few words.
2: Yeah, mate, no problem. Happy to be on with you guys any time, and hopefully we can all have a beer at some stage over the summer.
1: Oh, we'll thanks, catch Shane. up for sure. Have a great day down at Deegan today, mate.
2: Oh yeah, it'll be awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank
0: you, mate. <laughs> it's six, you guys. it's yeah. 632. <laughs> What's
2: gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit
1: gamblinghelponline.org.au
3: Now on breakfast with Pat and Heels, Hills gets his gloves off.
1: Yes, well, the Brisbane Heats gloves have got to be off all this week if they're to be satisfied with their BBLO 9 Webber campaign. Finishing fourth um, and, you know, by losing tonight won't provide that. And if they can crack a grand final appearance, it might come close. But that is two games away, back-to-back in Perth before they go to Adelaide to uh, take on the Adelaide Strikers in the grand final of the campaign. Five things to win tonight. It's the Sydney Thunder, who fell asleep on the weekend, posting just 123, batting first in 19.5 overs against the Sixers. Now, Chamaria Adepadu struggled against good length balls that weren't in the hitting slot or on her pads. Can we make it hard for her to advance at us and hit on either side of the field? Um, We must hit good. Lengths to Adapadu and that's what the Sydney Sixers did and had her really tied down. Phoebe Litchfield then comes in, and Heather Knight, they were well contained against the Sixers but still had strike rates of 100 and 138. Um, then there's Litchfield's hockey reverse slaps that are incredible and they make it really difficult because you can't have fielders everywhere, you can't protect both sides of the field. so. If if we let her sweep and reverse sweep like a, a right-handed hockey player, um, it, it's hard to defend, impossible to defend. So we've got to have a really clear decision on where we're going to bowl to Phoebe Litchfield to stop one of those two sweeps. Marizanne Cap returns with the new ball for the Thunder to her firmer, former home, the Wacker. It'll be swinging away from Grace Harris, who needs to be really careful. Um, So the left-handed Georgia Redmayne might absorb the lion's share as Gracie stays patient and hits things along the ground while it's a touch risky. Matches are won in Perth in the last five overs, not so much the first when it's swinging and bouncing more than we get in other wickets around the country. The Thunder... The fourth thing to that uh, the heat need to do, the thunder's a mixed bowling bag, and they need to be tested in perth. There, there are times to attempt big six shots, and down the ground is a good start. So our decision making against you know, sometimes inconsistent pace um, will need to be good. using using the pace, stay back in your crease and glide some shots, cut some shots, that'll and minimise dots. We've got to merely occur. Mignon de Pria, Charlie Knott, uh, Heath Bess in, in great form. They can all do that. They can do more than that, that's for sure. But be patient and get deep into the innings. And then the fifth thing, a finishing platform must be set and executed by the likes of Laura Harris, Georgia Vol and the tail, um, who are very, very good at that. And our power hitting down the bottom has been left on the table a little too often. My hope is that it doesn't get down that far. And maybe we move Laura up, uh, not having lost enough wickets for her to bat in the natural order. So let's see how good – and the other thing, the major thing for the Heat to remember, let's see how good our catching can get because it hasn't been great. It's been improving. Tonight could be the night. Go the Heat. Hey, we've got uh, Wade
0: Sackham on the phone. Sorry, Wait for – keeping up. It's a big day today. Uh, WA at the Gabriel said there's so much to look forward to. You've got Renshaw v. Bancroft. you got Uzi and Marnus back. You've got Cameron Green looking to find form in front of the selectors before the uh, test series start. Um, I know you don't even bother about these individual matchups but the, whichever way you look at it Wade, there is some, there's some enticing little battles going on within this big battle.
4: Absolutely. Good morning, gents. Yeah, that is a that is the case, and and of course uh, the other thing too. It's a, it's a brutally important game for for Queensland this one against WA. So yeah, of course there's going to be those those little battles there. But as you said, uh, the big battle is the one that I'm I'm most concerned with. And I think it's you know it's going to be high quality cricket just because of the names that you uh,
1: you just read out there. Yes, and what what are you concerned mainly with, uh, Chucky? Like maybe the weather, a, a win. You, you get a win here, you're right up there again, eh?
4: Oh, it's it's crazy hills, and and look the weather is, you know, always you've got an eye on, on the weather and isn't it funny? You know, we can we can go through dry winters and, and summer starts, but as soon as you put the stumps in at the gabba the, the clouds appear and, and we lose time because of because of weather. So um but yeah it's um Look, we've been playing really good cricket and, it, it, you know, I almost, I almost sound like a fool because I keep saying this to people, but we, <laughs> we just haven't got the wins on the board. And we've had games that have gone down to the last, the last overs um, in a four-day match uh, a couple of times. We've had such close finishes and, you know, you know a stroke of luck here or there and we're, we're sitting on top of the table, but it's, it's not to be. Um, and as a coach, I, gotta, I keep telling the players, follow process, follow process here I am scrambling a
1: little bit for points. So I've got to remind myself just to follow the process. <laughs> yeah, right. And just to, to uh, explain it to everyone again, I, I did have to look back myself. You had a great draw against New South Wales to prevent a loss. Then a great thumping yep. of Victoria in Mackay. Then you got thumped yep. in, at the MCG by Victoria. And then you had uh, Tassie, a great chase, a, a fantastic chase against us, 432 um, so yep. very very close, and then a last ditch loss against South yep. Australia at the Gabba, three runs short.
4: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah that's that's exactly right. And you mentioned the loss in in Melbourne. Well we we were scrapping to save that game right to the very end in a in a draw. So it was yes it, on paper it looked like we got well we did we got beaten, um, but it was it was it went right down the wire yeah. right? for a draw. Um, the game in Tejie could have gone either way. Um, we weren't quite, we weren't good enough, don't get me wrong there, but, you know, if we had a bowl a little bit better in patches, we would have got that. And the game against South Australia, where Usman was the last man out sitting on 100, um, you know, trying with three runs to
0: get, that mm. was heartbreaking.
4: So we're good. We're, we're, we're there and thereabouts, but, you know, like I said, we'd like to be higher up the table.
0: I know, and I probably shouldn't even ask about the big picture, and every time we ask Renner's about it, he's saying, look, let the selectors do their job, but... I've got to talk from a fan's point of view, this Renko, uh, the Renshaw-Bancroft jewel, throw in Harris. I mean, you as a cricket fan, I know you're here as a coach, but as a cricket fan, you'd be loving this because someone has got to take Warner's spot eventually.
4: Yeah, and, and I love the, the individual play that they're all making. You know, that's the that's the, that's the a part of it. You know, who's responding well to, you know, there's a level of pressure or there's a level of expectation or there's a, you know, there's a focus point for these three, actually. And who's performing at the right time will will get the nod. And, and I, I assume that, you know, the Australian selectors have made it. <clears throat> Marcus Harris is probably the front runner because they contracted him. Cameron Bancroft, you can't deny the amount of runs he's he's putting on the board. And then from our end, we've got Matthew Renshaw, who I think is the most talented out of all of them. But we just need to get more consistency out of him to to push his place. So... Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting space um, and see who responds best with this um, element of
1: selection arise. You know, this very important uh, wacker game that you're playing, about to play at the Gabba starting today, Chucky, it, it's probably the busiest week of your season. <laughs> would, oh. would that be right? You've got the Heat arrivals... You know, Sam Billings, I reckon, you might be at the airport now, eh? Sam Billings about to arrive, I think. Um, Spencer Johnson's already here. What, what about big, tall Paul Walter? Has he come in from England yet?
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you're right, it is a, it's a massive week. It's funny, you're sort of, you in Shield cricket mode and then you look up and go, oh, wow, BBL's, BBL's on us, BBL's on us. So, yeah, there's a lot of – I'm wearing a couple of hats at the minute. I'm sort of managing this, the Shield team and then also with one eye on BBL starting shortly, so yeah, all our all our internationals and our interstate players are arriving into Brisbane. Big Paul, uh, Tor Paul, who's uh, Paul Wild, who's one of our internationals. He's been based in Melbourne for for a period. Okay, so he's with our Heat Academy side playing a practice game or a trial game today down in Melbourne, which is nice. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a very busy time, and obviously you know, this the BBL seasons, um so sort of crucially important for us.
1: While you're madly uh, asking permission to try to sign loan replacement players for those players, you're losing to the Prime Minister's eleven and, and test match in Perth.
4: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we could we could probably go down a certain path, there, heels, but we we won't. <laughs> but we do lose um the Heat do lose a lot of players through that Australia A selection and and, and the the test selection and, and obviously that's that's really good for Queensland Cricket and, yeah. and our teams because we want those guys pushing for higher honours and, and, and getting those accolades. So um, whilst that's good for the individuals from a team perspective, it sort of takes a, uh, you know, a lot of players out of, our, out of our heat team. But don't worry about that. We'll be, we'll be confident we'll be filling the right players and we'll be putting good teams on the paddock.
0: Yeah, okay. It doesn't help you on the short term, nevertheless. Hey, what's it like having Marnus around World Cup winner back around the group?
4: Oh well, I think everyone could imagine he's bouncing off walls. He's noisy, (laughs) um, you know. But but what he does do, it's it's beautiful to watch. He he, you know he he's that energizer bunny in the dressing room. But he just comes straight back in yesterday. Full professional in the way he's approaching preparing because he hasn't played at the Gabba for a long time. Had a big hit. The conversations he's happening. So just again, it's a it's a really good learning experience for all of us and just seeing how a, a professional comes back into our group and really. You know, he's at the next level sort
1: of stuff, and there's a reason why he's at that next level. Oh, I'd be so keen to get a red ball coming at him uh, uh, once again. Uh, yeah. The The Western Australian chal- Challengers, you know, they seem to have top-order experience, as we know, Sam Whiteman and, and Cam Bancroft, and then middle-orders not too much in form. What, what, what do I get an argument from you there? And then they've got pace bowlers.
4: I'll, I'll be very reluctant to say anything um, uh other than respect for the Western Australian setup. Yep. It doesn't matter what team they put on the paddock, they actually really they lift and, and there's just this there's this currently they're going through a sweep patch where they just got a sweep period of, of they know how to win. And young kids coming in, they're surrounded by it. So it's just a it's part of what they've got going on at the minute. So look they're gonna be they're gonna be tough. You mentioned the top order, um, but also to their bowling attacks always um, um, spot on and, and Jai Richardson comes back to them this game. So Okay. Um and I, you know, he as when he's fit and firing, he's one of the best in the country. So we'll be watching him very closely.
0: And Nisa, where's he at? We know that you know he's been uh, awaiting the birth of uh, his twins, et cetera. So it's been a disruptive uh, early part of his season.
4: Yeah, he's been he's been in and out of our side only just because of the um, just family issues where he's had to be close to. To his, uh, to his wife and, and, and family. And anyway, but we, he's, you know, she gave birth to twins a couple of weeks ago. So he's, he's with us uh, locked in. Um, he's, he's firing, he's, he's getting runs. He's bowling well, hasn't got wickets on the board, but that's not of my concern because I know how well he's bowling. Um, and again, you know, good to have him around and we'll we'll have
0: him for four days. All right, yeah. well, you've got a really busy time. As Heels said, you're assembling your heat team and sorting out who's going to be right to play in certain matches. And you've got a critical Sheffield Shield match starting today at the at 10 o'clock. Uh, Wade, wish you the best of luck. We're really looking forward to this. There's two high-quality sides going at it.
4: Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Heels.
0: Yeah, thanks, Wadey. We know the Australian skipper, Alyssa Healy, has had a quiet period on the field. We're gonna ask her about that in just a moment, but she's obviously been pretty busy off field heels. Sparms cricket is a brainchild of uh director Mimi Lee and Alyssa. And it's it's set out to revolutionize the way athletes approach sun safety
1: on the field. Yeah. So and, and sort of that's the sort of thing Kenny's gotta do. Brother Ken. <laughs> Good morning, Alyssa. <laughs> Morning. Um, He's dirty. He's dirty that I've never had him on the show. I can imagine.
0: Alyssa, look, just to fill you in very quickly, I saw him last night at a a Pro-Am at Wynnum that I was pompiering, and he said, who's on the show tomorrow? I said, Alyssa's on the show tomorrow. I said, what? Have I just become the forgotten Healy, have I? (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah do something, please
5: yeah. um, I'm surprised he doesn't just ring in
0: <laughs> no, I think no. he won't do that. I don't think he needs us to call him. hey uh, welcome to the show, and we'll talk about spams in just a moment, but let's get an update on this this injury of yours, this hand injury of yours <laughs>
5: um yeah look it's all it's all going pretty well the um the wounds have all healed, and um hopefully getting back to. Holding a cricket bat this week and sort of just working my way into um, getting what I need done before we play in India in a couple of weeks' time. So it's um, it's all progressing really well.
1: Yeah, Midge. The first test is 21st of December, so you probably get over there when about the 10th or something like that. Or
5: uh, I think we fly on the 13th. So okay. straight into it.
1: You know, with this with this artery damage that you've got or, um, or operation. I, I guess it can't be rushed. Huh? Like, and what about other fitness, other fitness work that would push your blood pressure up? Is that been hard to do, or you need to be careful with that?
5: Um, I did uh, the first three weeks of basically on the couch, not doing anything. I right. wasn't allowed to even sweat um, just to make sure that the the wound was uh, healing and I didn't open it up for infection. I think that was kind of the biggest hurdle to to jump through. But yep. um, the last few weeks, I've been. Out and about they're, they're making me run a lot um, and making sure that that side of, that side of the game's good to go, and then obviously the skills will take care of itself over time, but it's all just function dependent the, the surgery itself um, fixed all those, those those issues, but it's just um, just getting it back to function that I can do my job basically
1: yeah, and physical contact won't won't hurt an a ball strike.
5: Uh, I think it should be okay. Um, it'll just be sort of pain management. There's a lot of scar, a lot of scarring and a lot of scar tissue in and around um, the base of that uh, index finger and obviously the finger itself. So, but I'm not too worried about that. The pain management side of the game is the easy part. It's just making sure that I can, you know, grip about.
0: More importantly, yeah, mm. beauty. Oh, nice to have the husband home too as a World Cup winner.
5: Yeah, it's, um, I thought that was. As a fan of the game, that was an unbelievable World yeah. Cup to watch here at home. A lot of late nights. Um, but, yeah, proud of the boys and, and their resilience, I think, throughout that World Cup to obviously get it done.
1: Well, and Saki was a big part of it. He he just clicked. it And, and in your mind, you, you mightn't talk to him about this, but was he just ready for a big finish to that tournament?
5: Um, I think some Healy comments might have spurred him on a little bit. But um, <laughs> they <laughs> – no, he was um, – I think it's been a big lead-in, a big year for them as well. They've been on the road for most of the year, playing, you know, World Test Championship, Ashes, big series, big tournaments. So, I think you're always going to go through a, a little lull period. But I guess from the boys' point of view, the fact that they could put it all together when it really mattered, I
1: think, mm. was was really important. Oh, no, it was Half well, opponent, I mean, my goodness. How good the good
0: thing about, it, I mean, India's taken it so well. You know, as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was
5: actually saying. I was actually saying this week, I mean, the Australians have had a really unsuccessful year in losing
0: the Ashes morally and losing the World Cup morally as well, so I don't know
1: what we're celebrating. Exactly right, yeah. Yeah, They want best of three finals and everything now. Hey, what about your your Indian tour is very interesting, isn't it? Like, I looked it up, one test in Mumbai, then three one-days in Mumbai, and then three T20s in the Sports Academy, the D.Y. Patel Sports Academy in Mumbai. That looks like a, a fantastic facility.
5: Yeah it's really good we played uh, this time last year we were over there we had um, some T20s against five T20s i think we played a few there we had 45000 people in yeah. um at that stadium over in Navi Mumbai so it's yeah it's really cool the, the English are over there just before us and i think they play their test match there so yeah, it's a good time for women's cricket in Mumbai. There's a lot of cricket to come and watch.
0: Yeah. Well, you've obviously been using the rehab to, uh, to good effect. Talk to us about SPARMS. What what it's about and, and the approach to sun safety, the, the new way for athletes.
6: Well, I think it was just
5: um, we've obviously been using the product for a long period of time uh, out on the golf course. It's something that you see a lot of the golfers wearing and, um, yeah, both Mitch and myself, we're – uh, we've been a fan of it. And anyway, in talks with with Mimi and the guys up there, we've uh, launched Sparms Cricket just to, to basically start the conversation, but also have a product in place that, you know, the young kids in particular, um, targeting the juniors where, you know, you're coming into the game of cricket, you're spending three, four, five, six hours in the sun every weekend um, in a short sleeve shirt. And when I first started in a pair of shorts as well. So um, there's a product there that can, they can help out. You don't have to worry about reapplying sunscreen all day, every day on your arms um, when you're getting sweaty out in the sun. So yeah, it's basically all there is to it. But um, on the website, there's lots of different products and, and colour options and things that you can choose from to, to get the product that's that's right for you. But at the end of the day, I think it's more just about the awareness of how much time we do spend in the sun and, and potentially that damage that it can create later in life. I think we see lots of Ex cricketers at the moment um, coming out talking about melanoma and skin cancer. Yeah. And, you know, wishing they had done things differently when they were growing up. So um, at least we can start that conversation and offer an alternative product to, to help.
0: Yeah, in this Pro-Am I played Yes, I played with Terry Price, who was you know, yeah. a famous Queensland golfer and uh, played very well over a long period of time. But he's very, very fair-skinned, always wears the long sleeves, et cetera. And he said yes. I mean, sadly, golf has lost a couple to the melanoma situation in, in you know recent times. So it's something we've got to be
1: very, very vigilant about, particularly in this country. And Elisa, it's, a, it's just a no-brainer. And it looks to me like Starkey has no problems bowling in them and And you obviously can do your job as a keeper in them,
5: yeah, I mean that's the the funny part I mean, at the elite level we' where we've got access to long sleeve shirts, and we get adequate protection in that regard, but I mean, the fast bowlers don't like it um, to wearing a long sleeve all the time unless you're a kiwi at the moment it seems so yeah, um, yeah they're they're easy to use, easy to wear, comfortable to wear, and I think they've also got um, a little added perk in this cool little cooling effect, and I think the more you sweat, the more it sort of cools you down as you as you're wearing it. So, it's a really impressive product, and it's one that I could sit here and talk about for 45 minutes. But I think, in, unless you actually try it um, for yourself, you don't quite realise just how good it is.
1: Yeah, uh, no, like I and I read about a competition where 100 clubs are going to get get some uh, you know be prize winners. Is that still on?
5: Yeah, we've. Um, they started a little um, it's called Flex Your Sparms, um sponsorship program. It's basically targeting 100 teams around the country um, and they'll sponsor you with 11 pair of sleeves and, and off you go. You give them a go uh, within your team and, and hopefully the rest of the club buys into the program as well. But um, I'm not sure where the numbers are at. I think we're up over 50 at the moment. So there's teams right around the country jumping on board. But If you head to the website and and find that link and register, um, yeah, you can get yourself and your team um, 11 free pairs and and try them out
0: yourself. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Happy to give it a wrap because it's such an important thing. Just very quickly, a couple of words. Who wins the WBBL?
5: (laughs) Uh, Look, I think the strikers are the team in form at the moment, so they're going to be hard to beat, especially at home in Adelaide.
1: What do you think of them having to have a week off? When, other like, Perth, or, for example, yeah. might get one game and then move to uh, Adelaide. Um, yeah, yeah, is that a difficult thing or they cope okay with that?
5: Well, it did us no good last year. We yeah. had the week off and lost in the final. So um, we'll have to wait and see how Adelaide are done. I think they'll be fine. They've been on the road a little bit. So the week off might do them some okay. good. But, I mean, going all the way to Perth to play one, maybe two games is not, not great for the three teams that are, are taking part in that.
1: Yeah, who oh. wins tonight? Thunder and Heat.
5: No. Um, I'm standing at Crete New South Wales at the moment so I probably should say the Thunder but it'll, yes. we'll have to it depends who turns up they're both good sides yeah you're oh. standing
1: at Queensland, New South Wales talking to a Queensland radio station mm. you, you should yep. gather the heat probably yeah. but, but particularly, <laughs> <That's true>.
0: particularly <laughs> as my co-host <laughs> is sitting here in his heat uh, tracky oh I'm all dressed up today Mitch <laughs> Alyssa wonderful to chat uh, best of luck with this continued rehab and have a great tour of
1: India Oh yeah!
5: Thank you very much.
1: Thanks for your time. Good luck, Alicia.
0: Let's get into uh, Amaka's Little Legends heels. Uh, last one for the year. Proud sponsors of the Little Legends of supporting grassroots in Queensland for years. Now, the minute we saw this, we knew exactly what sport it was, the Windsor Royals under 12s. And we've got uh, Jeanette, who's a very proud grandparent here. But, Jeanette, it's sort of synonymous. That the heels and I both look at each other. The minute we said the Windsor Royals under 12s, we knew it was baseball.
6: Yes, yes, he loves his baseball, my grandson.
1: Yes, and and what, what have it, had him take it up? And obviously it was around five or six years of age because this team and under-12s have been together for four or five years. Uh,
6: yeah, they've they've all been playing uh, since, you know, sort of T-ball, rookie ball. Um, they go into different teams at, at different times, but a few of these have been together for a few years now and uh, – yeah, I I think um, my daughter grew up playing softball,
1: yes,
6: and um, so she sort of was always interested in the softball and the baseball. So um, yeah, her son just loves the baseball, and they love um, they love the bandits, and they yeah. love the American baseball. Uh, yeah, watch that on the TV when when it's on all the time. So when and, they uh, yeah,
0: just love it. So when they are little tackers, I mean, they start off with this t-ball. That's, that's your pathway. Yeah,
6: they, yeah, they have t-ball and uh, what they call uh, rookie ball. So they have like a pitching machine pitch to them when they're, they're little. like The coaches pitch and then they, they graduate to a pitching machine. And now at my grandson's level, it's the normal rule. Slightly modified, but they have a pitcher, a catcher. So just the normal game, smaller field. yeah. Um, but yeah, all the rules are pretty much the same.
1: Does baseball have softer balls as well and then move to the harder ball at 12, for example?
6: Um... Well, I honestly
1: don't know. It's okay. pretty
6: hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I've caught them and I've, I've thrown them, and, and they're pretty hard. They can do a bit of
1: damage if they hit you. Oh, it moves. The time moves so fast, I bet. It's just a, a pleasure to see the penny drop at each moment of, you know, catching the ball well in your mitt, uh, throwing better. Uh, those sorts of skills, running and stopping on base, all that sort of stuff, it, it just it just happens eventually, doesn't it? You look back and go, oh, it, where'd, it where'd that
6: does. go? It does. Oh, it does, yeah. The difference now with the, this little league that they're in now, yeah, they um, they can steal bases. Um, yeah, they've got to be aware. And my yeah. grandson, he's the, the, the catcher. So, you know, as they say, you're the only one facing... You know, the whole, the whole game, you know what's, right. what's happening out there. Everybody else has got their back to people.
0: And yeah. Janet, They've been together, for, as uh, I said, most of them four or five years. So the, these are probably, they're possibly the lifetime friendships made during these years at Windsor Royals.
6: Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah, yeah. They they get together also on a Sunday. A few of them and a few of other um, boys from the the Windsor Royals team on a Sunday at Downey Park, and they they have a bit of a, a hit around, you know, with their parents and different age groups. So they're sharing their skills, you know, just in a an informal, friendly way on a Sunday.
1: Yeah, so Some-
6: they, they have a really good, really good time.
1: Sometimes you don't make Finn's matches because his sister is it. His sister she has a clashing. Uh- Game on?
6: Yes, yes, she, yeah, this is her first year, so um sometimes we'll have a game, two games at eight o'clock, one at Dara and one at Narangba. <laughs> can't get to both.
1: Oh come on, surely you can.
0: See no. the <laughs> trials and tribulations of being your loyal grandparents. Well, done. that's
1: unreal. How did, yeah. and you, you didn't happen to find out about Macca's Little Legends at the outside broadcast at Newmarket uh, the other day, did you?
6: No. I um my daughter and the family, they would have been there probably because yeah. um, they're, they're there for all the Bandits
0: games. Good no, stuff. Uh, yeah. But no. Well, we're, we're pleased you contacted they, us. They and love uh, that. And it's wonderful to have the Windsor Royals under 12s as our Maccas Little Legends of the Week. Enjoy the hospitality of Maccas when they play next. And uh, thanks for writing in, Jeanette. Thank you really. so
6: much. Really thanks, appreciate Jeanette. it. Thank you so much.
0: Pleasure. Uh, we thought we'd go to our league oracle, as I said, Scotty Sattler, uh, just have a discussion about this. It's a, it's, a, it's a great discussion sparked by leading NRL journalist Dean Ritchie who's been around for a long, long time. He's saying that he thought Brett Kenney should be the next man to achieve uh, immortality as far as league goes. Uh, we have 13 at the moment. We've lost uh, many, many of them. Uh, obviously, the likes of, of Wally and uh, Andrew Johns and Mel are still there. Sats, good morning, for you. It's a it's a fascinating discussion. Whenever this comes around, isn't
7: it? It is, and we always keep hearing, guys. The the same names keep getting thrown up. Um, oh, I know the the criteria has changed over the years, and and for those who can't remember, it's um, the the Immortals started back in 1981. Just as a bit of a, it was just really a bit of a gimmick with Rugby League Week. It was just basically a they picked the four best players in the history of the game and. And no one ever thought it would grow to what it was today. And the first four, of course, were Fulton, uh, Gaznia, uh, Raper, and Churchill. And it'd be interesting if we went back to 1981 if we would have named those same four players because it was going to be something official that we we're going to uh, celebrate 40 odd years on. So um, I think without a doubt, you know, the, the argument around the immortal, well, I think some of the criteria is if you've been, you know, voted three times and you don't make it, well, you can't be. He can't be nominated. I think that's unfortunate for people like Ron Coot. And yeah, you know, I think Ron Coote is unfortunately he's a victim of John Raper being in the team as they played the same position in the same era and, yeah. and Raper had, you know, a slightly better uh better career. Um so
1: yeah, it always creates debate, guys. Yeah, do you like the term immortal for a start, Seth?
7: I do like I do like the term immortal. Um I know. I know there are other sports that are very envious of it. Yeah. Um. So I do like the the immortal status, and and then you have got your Hall of Fame that comes underneath that as well. So, um. Yeah. I I feel as though that I feel as though the uh, the AFL and and other sports will, will probably move towards that way as well one day.
1: Yeah. What about refreshing the immortal list? Um. Do you know? Does it. How how many living immortals do you do you want traveling around the rugby league world?
7: Yeah, I know it's another because we're getting to a stage I think where, but um, there's out of this current sort of the last twenty years, I think we we could potentially have more than we currently have at the thirteen at the moment coming out of that yeah you know, the, the last twenty yes. or twenty five years. Uh, and many will say, well, does it cheapen the the process? And no, I don't think it does. I think we've got to. I think mean, we're fortunate enough to have a game that celebrates so many great players and have had such great input to the game, both on and off the field. That um, we need to celebrate that and that the immortal status. Yeah, you know, shouldn't be set at any particular number. Whether it's fifty, and then we just stop, and no more immortals get get put in, or do we create another, you know, another level of um, of status within the game? I'm not quite sure. I, I, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me how many are there. I just. I just want to make sure that. I'd like to make sure that the ones that are there are there for the right reasons and not, um, not to, I suppose, appease you know, certain corridors and certain
0: corners. Yeah, well, this decade's been tough for them. We've lost Proven, Raper, Fulton in, in this decade. and We've only got three living. Yeah. So Wally and Andrew Johns and, uh, and Mel Maniga. Hey, Damien's thrown up a, a, a one here. I'm sorry, gents, but Cooper Cronk deserves immortality over the aforementioned four premierships, two different clubs, Dallium Awards galore, won 72% of Origin Games, never lost a World Cup game, played a grand final with a broken scapula, uh, a 15-centimetre break against Smith and Slater. That's all time. And you're going to get a stack of arguments yeah. for a heap of, of outstanding players, aren't you? Well, you know, Cooper Cronk. he
7: said, oh, but if he moves away from the Melbourne system will he be as good a player? Well, he proved that he is yeah. when he went to the Roosters. Um, but outside of that, you know, the the argument around Brett Kenny. I, I think the next – we don't have enough forwards. I know that because uh, we always like to celebrate the try scorers and the creators of the game. Uh, but I think the next immortal probably should be Glenn Lazarus himself. Mm. Um, but I think Brett Kinney should already be there. And you look at Brett Kinney's career, not only you know, three, three premierships in a row um, – and also won another one in '86. He then went to England and inside inside three months became the best player to win um, you know, the Lance Todd Trophy over there. And that '85 Challenge Cup against Sturlow playing for Hull, and he was playing for Wigan. So he dominated the UK. He dominated the um, well, what was then back back then the New South Wales Rugby League. He dominated Origin. Uh, he was probably week in week out. Of, you know, if there's an argument that week in week out, if Wally played in the Sydney comp, we now we know the Brisbane comp was just as tough as the Sydney Comp back then, but you know, head-to-head with, with Wally and Brett Kenny playing in Sydney, how would have that have played out? Yeah. Yep. You know, it's, we, we celebrate Wally and his achievements in the BRL and how he dominated Test and, and State of Origin Arena, uh, where Brett Kenny also did that. You know, Brett Kenny kept Wally Lewis out of the number six jersey in 82. Wally forced him into the centres in 86. Um, but Brett Kinney's career is just – I don't know. He's obviously got photos of someone yeah. and there's, no, there's a reason why he can't get voted as an immortal because I think um, if you talked to most of the people across the rugby landscape and you threw maybe 10 names in front of
1: people, I think Brett Kinney would be in those top three every time. Right, yeah. eh? And perfectly timed right now. I just sort of – we formulated that 20 years post your career might be a time – that you become eligible to be an immortal—is that too long, or or you just wait for you know you know one-on-one uh, instances?
7: Well, I mean, once upon a time the criteria was the five years—you have got to be retired yes. five years before you could be nominated. I think
1: five years is probably too soon sometimes. Yeah, but that's good for like the, the Hall of fame, 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 isn't it? Hall of Fame yeah. is one thing.
7: Maybe maybe go into the Hall of Fame first, yes. and then and then you. Um, and then you elevate yourself to immortal status. I think that sometimes we see some players that are just dead set going to be immortals. Like, why do we have to wait? Like, Cam Smith's the greatest player I've ever seen. Yep. And, you know, why does Cam have to wait? You know, I, I think we'll all agree that he'll be an immortal. So why wouldn't you do it? Why would you why would you have to wait that yeah. whole time? I mean, there's just some players that are just dead yeah. set
0: going to be there. So yeah, I'm I'm in not, intake. I, I, I was at a function with Jonathan Thurston last night and I had to interview him on stage and so I did a little bit of research into his stats. I mean his stats are amazing. I've repeated them on the show a couple of times, but you know, thirty six straight tests, he won thirty five of thirty eight tests. He was in the you know Preeminent in that decade of dominance for the Maroons, and of course won a couple of uh, grand finals, along with all the individual accolades, golden Boots, Dally M's, stuff like that. Um, hey, I'll tell you, here's another one, Sats. What about John Sattler what he did in that grand final lives today in immortality. Plus, he was a legend on and off the field, a true gentleman. Mm. That's from Pat. Yeah,
7: well, yeah, my dad had a great career, and and um, but when you weigh him up against uh, the players like you know Arthur Beetson and. And john o'neill and norm proven i mean um they were probably my dad was a very good play a very good ball ball playing front row but yeah you know, those guys were at another level when it comes to the front row if you're talking about some of the great captains in the history of sport and the history of the game he'd probably be he'd probably rank up there um yeah so uh we had a quite a, a text. Tech- uh, in last night and on Sports Day, actually, about the same question. Actually, on Sports Day tonight, guys, we're actually interviewing Brett Kenny, so um, okay. we're going to ask him about this because I know he's quite <laughs> strong about it. He, you know, a lot of people would like to sit back and say, oh, you know, I'll let other people, but he's, you know, he's, he's really strong about his standing in the game and, and, and how appreciative he would be if he was seen amongst, you know, some of those players like your, your Lewises and your Meningas and co.
0: Well, you know... Uh- so that's as well as I do. That Lewis, when when I've interviewed Wally a thousand times, both for television and on stage at functions, the, the the love that he has for Brett Kenny and the the respect that he has for Kenny, and he always says that he was, you know, he was the one that I really feared when I had to play against. Mm. And it, it, surely
7: that's enough. Do you think Living Immortals should become part of the the voting process? I think it's not a bad idea. Yep. I mean, you look at Meninga, who's been across the game as a player and as a modern-day coach. Um, you look at Lewis, who's got one of the greatest rugby league IQs when it comes to to the game. Um, yeah, I, similar I to Andrew Johns. If you're an immortal, yeah, Andrew Johns has got the greatest IQ I've ever seen in a player. Um, the way that he looks at the game and understands players. I, I, I think if you're an immortal, you should become a, a judge as well. So, um, but when we look at yeah the next round. I think we need more forwards. I think Glenn Lazarus yep, through his uh, career and what he was able to achieve at three clubs, no doubt. And yeah, and I think I think Brett Kenny and I've always thought that Roddy Coote should have been an immortal uh, with his career across South Sydney and the Roosters. And I've always thought Kenny Irvine should have been in um, in debate mm. as well because you know it's we still haven't passed his try scoring feats of two hundred and twelve. Now Alex Johnston is the closest person, but he's – there's no lay down was there that he's going to beat it also. So, yeah. you know, for someone to have a, a tri-scoring record playing for a team that didn't win a lot of games over the years uh, speaks volumes of how great he was. Mm. But he was a winger, so we probably shouldn't have wingers. As well. No, <laughs> no.
1: But it's time for an intake. No question. Yeah. Um And yeah. uh, did you say that there's only three living, uh, Paddy? Well, by my reckoning, yes. Lewis, Johnson, Meninga. Well, I want, I want um, between 10 and... I would like 10 living at any given stage.
0: Yeah. Well, in the last few years, we've lost uh, Fulton, Proven, and John Raper. Uh, Chang Langlands back in, in 18. Um back in 14. We know that, you know, Clive and, and Arthur are both gone. Dally Messenger obviously gone. So, yeah, Norm Proven 20, in 2021. You know, yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to sit for many years and talk to my dad
7: about the game, and I was – you know, brought up on those black and white videos, you know, watching a lot of those great players. And I used to say to Dad, who's the best player you ever played with or against? He said, Langland, hands down, is the greatest player I've ever seen. Yeah. He said, really? He goes, yeah, he played tough. He could play in the centres. He could play at fullback. He could play injured. It didn't matter what level he played at. And then and then he saw Billy Slater. And he said, I think Slater just overtook Langland's.
0: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Boy, that's – well, I see, I've got, I've got vague uh, memories of Langlands. So I remember seeing him play as a kid and, uh, yeah, he was Chimed in, didn't he? Chimed, yeah. Oh, uh, um, beautiful. Damien won't let go. Cam Smith was great because he had an easy passing to Cooper Cronk. Slater was great because Cooper Krog passed him the ball at the perfect <laughs> time every time. Go the Roosters. Thank you, Damien. Uh, what about an immortal coach? And someone has chimed in on that. Surely Wayne Bennett has a lot more impact on the game than yep. uh, some of the names being thrown up. And that's a valid I point agree. as
7: well.
0: I, I can't agree any, anymore. I, yeah. I think
7: Wayne Bennett, I think Harry Bath, I think Jack Gibson, I think uh, great Bobby Bax. Yep. Um, there's, um, I think Pony Holloways. I think there's, there's been some of the greatest coaches in our game as well. So um, I, I can't agree anymore. Yeah. That right. could be a
1: legend, a legend category. The coaching there legends, you go.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hey, Sats, really appreciate your time. Look forward to sports day. Look, for, look forward to hearing from Brent Kenny. He's uh, one of nature's gentlemen and a hell of a player. <laughs> Thanks, Sats. Absolutely. Thank
4: you, guys.